0: you gotta on this beat bro but how J- just do it man i don't even know what to say just go off the top what yeah just just go off the top man you got it yeah, i, I kind of like that yeah i'll even do the ad-libs for you oh for real yeah all right then let's get it it's lit know what to say yo i'ma just go off the top okay i need no what to say okay i'ma go off the top hey i need no what to say Ash, get it. i'ma go off the top okay i need no i need no i need no i need hello
1: everybody welcome back to the ott podcast and as always everything is off the top i am your co-host augsthetic and joining me is my good friend from a very long weekend a very nice weekend for him to my all the way mountain kelly am i how we doing today brother how was your weekend man give, give give the listeners a little sneak peek of what happened to you i'm
2: trying to pass out my location now we're too famous. no i mean not too I'm famous fine. it's the state <laughs> Our- <laughs> uh, we we made a couple friends took a trip out to yosemite it was a good time uh but yeah just barely got back had to hop right back into it you know there's you know, no the- there's no breaks when it comes to hip-hop
1: there's no grind. I mean, like, well, the grind doesn't stop, but there's no breaks is what I meant to say. And according you to you.
2: About, did, you ever think about how much more often hip hop artists drop than like any other genre, I feel like? I feel like more so than ever. I feel like we've been
1: getting more people, more artists rather, dropping back to back to back, like in back to back weeks. Like, for example, we had two big Sean features this week. We had two low Uzi features this week. And if you've been keeping up with anything, our listeners, first of all, if you've been keeping up with anything about Uzi, he's been teasing a new album for the last week or two. And he's reportedly going to be dropping that pretty soon. And I know Namai likes that. I like that. We're spoiled. Like hip hop fans are really spoiled, man. We get so much music every week and we don't deserve it. Do we though? We I think we do. Hip hop um, Twitter doesn't deserve it. <laughs> no, some some hip hop Twitter doesn't deserve it. But we're not going after the homies on hip hop Twitter. Of course, we always appreciate those who uh, listen to us and those who are following us. But if you don't, please be sure to follow us at top on Twitter, and please be sure to listen to us on SoundCloud and Spotify at Off the Top Podcast. we got some music that we want to go over this week like we usually do because you know why that's what we do and it's all off the top at off the top podcast so the first song on our docket is a rock song from trippy red a pop punk song rather and i know you and i kind of chopped this up before we always start recording we always make sure we have a road map and our first stop on your road trip actually before we get into this did you play yosemite on your way to yosemite yes or no
0: oh no. I knew it.
2: No. You
1: lied I, to me. You I lied to me. That.
2: You know what? You put the idea in my head, and I was so excited to do it. Damn, And I, I never did it. Dang, man. I don't know how I'm going to get you know through was this crazy? podcast. crazy is I played other songs off the same album. What? You played not Bro. I was playing Skeleton. Bro.
1: Okay, yeah. Okay, good song. But, like, not Yosemite. As I, You had the chance. You had the chance to be so cool for a minute.
2: I'm going back in a couple of weeks. Uh so
1: you know, we we always have more chances. You have a chance to redeem yourself, which is all I care about. Trippy Red's Dreamer. Apparently, Trippy Red woke up in the middle of his sleep and he went to bed sitting on this beat and woke up and made this song the first thing in the morning. And he titled it Dreamer. I think it's pretty perfect for the title itself. And for the sound of it, you know, sonically. A rock song from Trippy Red. I'm a fan of it. I mean, this new pop punk wave we've been seeing a lot from all these new artists. I mean, Polo G is even kind of tried his hand at that pop punk emo rap sort of blend. And from all these rappers that we've seen, do you think Trippy Red's going to be that next? You know, take that next step and go go full pop punk that rock song like we heard. But you know, what are what are some of your thoughts on this song, Dubai?
2: See, like, okay, I, I really like it when I usually really like it when rappers take this direction for me like i feel like trippy red's voice kind of falls short on it for me uh just like i ever since trippy red first started like coming out on the scene right like he's done some like like obviously it's part of his popularity right the way that he does his vocal intonations like yeah very very intricate like but also like sometimes i feel like it kind of works against him and i don't know if I I could I could visualize him being good at this style, but I don't think this was the single for me, um, especially fresh off of the heels of "Tell Me You Love Me" with Juice, which I feel like was kind of similar in a way, but a much better, um, a much better like use of the, of the genre, if you will. But yeah, I think also that there are people with with. Doing the sound a little bit better than him, like Machine Gun Kelly, even Juice Wrld was starting to do it more himself. Yeah,
1: I mean he does have that one song uh, titled "Man of the Year," which is a full 2000s esque pop punk leak that hasn't been dropped yet. Um, I don't know if that's even going to be released. Um, but when you look at these type of artists like Trippy Red and MGK, for example, MGK really resorted back to that 2000s pop punk sound with "My Bloody Valentine," and you can kind of go back pop and pop
2: punk girl too.
1: Yeah, for Megan real. Fox. Megan Fox. Yeah, bro. She was like, she was like the the it girl in the 2000s. like Transformers and she was in hella music videos.
2: Child and
1: everyone no, everyone wanted to be the Camaro that she was leaning on in Transformers, <laughs> not Child <laughs> of <Above. laughs> I'm so serious when I say that. Tell me, you're not, you're not real. You know, you're not honest with yourself if you're not gonna say, you know what? I wish I was that Camaro. I wish Megan Fox was laying on me instead of that hood of that car fair enough no i I it is fair i'm I'm just saying i'm just saying but back to trippy red and mgk comparison you know mgk put out my bloody valentine a couple weeks back it was really heavily received by that pop punk community and you know like we talked about in the podcast in a previous episode mgk was a you know hard rapper like he came on the scene as a rap rapper he was on the literally every track like rapping his heart up he's very lyrical and now he's singing so when you look at Trippy Red, he's kind of fused all these styles throughout his entire career. Um, when you look back at his first tape, A Love Letter to You, definitely a lot of emo rap influences, but also a lot of pop, pop punk influences in that as well. So I feel like he's just taking the next step in his evolution of his sound. And he's been very experimental throughout his entire career, like I said. And I think this song is just a sneak peek of how, you know, his next album Pegasus is going to be. And I think it's going to be a, a wide array of, of different types of sounds and a different type of genre that he's going to try and push and i think this song is just a glimpse of what we're going to see from him in the future oh, and no, totally i think yeah, I, so too. i mean
2: i think that uh he though the sound really has like a lot of potential i just think on this particular track something about it like kind of fell short to me but um, that doesn't mean I'm not excited for the album, I'm looking forward to listening to it. Oh, no,
1: Pegasus is going to be 25 songs long. Uh, Trippy okay. Red says he has all of his favorite artists on there. To to <laughs> I am, I mean, um, I, 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 I stated my love for uh, for Trippy last week on the last episode, and I'm not going to shy away, Trippy. You keep doing you. I'm, I'm ready for the rock singles, man. I think there was times where his voice in this song kind of teetered off from where he was trying to actually be with it. I think the intro and sort of that first hook, I think he really kills that. And then I think it kind of tapers off as he kind of gets into the meat and potatoes of the song. Um, but I think this is just, you know, a test for him i think he's trying to test the waters and see what his fans you know think about this new sound that he's going to try and push you know we may or may not see it more so in the album but nevertheless we're going to have this song so i'm hoping i see a little bit more pop punk influences from trippy especially like this this new age pop punk um but when you compare you know the mgk pop punk song to the trippy red pop punk song do you want to see the genre evolve like trippy's doing or do you want to see it in that same sort of way it's always been like that early 2000s mgk type my bloody valentine sound like what what's that pop punk sound that you want to see hip-hop exploit
2: that's so true dude i, I like it's like i want the sound to evolve but that's so nostalgic
1: right like, that's right really,
2: I... like, this last year has really been like in in some ways a revival of of, of travis travis barker's career you know he produced, he's the goat, man he he's the go valentine um, and he did the other the other song that uh MGK and Ian Dior did together.
1: Yeah, uh, sick and tired. Sick and tired. That's He's a good song
2: though. been involved with rap music like for for He's years. Even he even dropped he a did, whole rap album that I actually owned on CD. Wow, actually. Yeah, yeah. The What's the title? Really good. What's it titled? Uh, can the uh, can the drummer get some? i think that's what the title is
1: if that's the actual title of that album i'm gonna listen to that i didn't even know travis barker dropped the rap album you're dropping knowledge dude, on the listeners today
2: it had, it had crazy features too it had like wayne on it um there was a bunch of like like bun b i'm pretty sure was on it uh um, dude it was what definitely i'm definitely Cutting gonna
1: listen off. to that all right well it's it's pretty much common knowledge now that travis barker is the goat um he did do that. You remember when he did that live YouTube stream with Post Malone and they just covered Nirvana for an hour and a half? What? I never watched that. Dang. Really? They Travis Barker, Post Malone. It was like the first two weeks of quarantine. And mm-hmm. they did like a live session in Post Malone's house. And Post Malone invited Travis to play the drums. And they just covered, you know, rock music. And the first song was Nirvana. Weirdly enough, I'm, oh, I thought I was wearing the Nirvana shirt. It's the same color, though. I was wearing a Nirvana shirt earlier today. Um, but they did an entire set. And it was the dopest thing I've ever seen just because they're in the same room in Post Malone's house and it's like really close quarters. So it's like really cool to see how they interact with, you know, Post Malone coming up as a rapper. And now he's more of like kind of just an everything sort of pop artist. And Travis is obviously Travis Barker and he can kind of do whatever he wants pretty much at this point in time, his career.
2: He did a bunch of songs with X and even back in the day he he used to cover – like a bunch of big rap songs, like "Forever" by Drake.
1: True. He also he had he had a couple of songs with Wayne too. I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah. I think shout there was one on "Funeral." Fun. Yeah, shout out Travis Barker for real. Do you think Travis Barker would ever do a T. Grizzly song or no? Uh, doubtful. Probably not. Probably not. T. Grizzly's new album. Man, the smartest, the smartest man in the room. The album cover is him in the classroom, sitting in the front. A lot of BS going on behind him. A really nicely drawn cover, in my opinion. But the quality of the music, though, the my, give me your first thoughts on T Grizzly's album, The Smartest.
2: So, like, I I'm a pretty big, I like not 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 like a huge like I'm not going around like championing T Grizzly, but I'd say that I enjoy his music. The thing is, man, I, we've talked about this for like a couple episodes. These rappers they drop such long projects. And like I like by the end, like the last like four or five songs, I feel like I'm not even doing it justice because I I'm tired of hearing their same sound, especially when it comes to T Grizzly, who kind of has like a very I mean it's it's a consistent sound, it's not never bad, but it's just Oh yeah. Can get-
1: he's never bad. He's never bad. He's just not gonna surprise you, I feel like. He's never just not gonna like really come out of his comfort zone. And we all know what T Grizzly sounds like. I mean, he's dropped so much music in the past two years and
2: crazy though
1: exactly like these features on here are really nice he's got lions and eagles with meek mill COVID with lil baby who's arguably probably one of the best rap rappers right now um and that big sean feature with trenches um so he has a couple of heavy hitters on this album and you know to his credit i think these features kind of guide him to sort of success in this way um but as a cohesive of a project um, I'm going to have to say this is kind of hit or miss for me. Um, yeah. Like you said, T. Grizzly is sort of not the person I'm going to be champion um, throughout You know, everyone that's involved in the music and everyone that's involved in, in the genre of hip-hop. Um, but you know, I feel like he deserves a listen. I feel like he's going to give you that really consistent sound. But the one thing that kind of turns me away is, is that he sounds the same. And yes, yeah. he's a very, very strong lyrical rapper. His pen talent is undeniable, I feel like, unquestionable in a way. Um, But he's not going to give you a lot of versatility. He's not going to, you know, try and really up his vocal range. He's not going to try and sing. He's not going to try and change up a flow or two. He's really consistent in how he goes about making his music. And, you know, I think it helps and hurts him in a way. And I feel like more so in this album, there was a lot of reruns. uh, There was a lot of repeat sounds. Um, I feel like the features offered a nice, you know, breath of fresh air kind of going through it um definitely splitting them up Where big sean and lions and eagles with meek mill and COVID are all three songs apart three six and nine you know maybe there's a little something of relevant three six nine i'm not sure um but i think overall as a project i'm gonna have to give this a six and a half um t grizzly is very consistent like i said his pen talent's really good on this he did have an entire song rapping about uh what he was been doing in quarantine which was mainly playing call of duty yeah. And that's dope because he does do Twitch streams, and he's actually really good at Call of Duty too.
2: Dang, I mean, yeah, going from a real shooter to a internet shooter, <laughs> still a real he's shooter. Still, he's still
1: both. Now he's you both. Don't, he don't tarnish his name.
2: Nah, I would, ne- I would never. T-Grizzly. What's your rating on this? It's all love, T Grizzly, but I'm gonna have to give you a flat six. Damn, <laughs> that, that was that project. It just like it's not bad it's just hard to get through that it's many like, songs yeah 17 and like the we've talked about sounding different like even okay i was really I, okay I'll, I'll be honest like lil keed was probably like the most the least like the rapper that probably had the least hype like that was featured on this project exactly i get i get really excited when i see rappers who have like completely different styles like work together you know Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of looking forward to that song, but that song was not it.
0: No,
1: Dude, I, I have an issue with Low-Key, because he really piqued my interest when he first came on. But his last couple features, his last single too, I didn't fuck Fox with 5. it, man. No, I didn't fuck with it.
2: You didn't like Fox 5?
1: No. No. Dang, bro. I'm Dude, just like... What, what about Wayne? I know I, Do I'm doing feel- a disservice... I'm doing, I'm doing a disservice to Lil Keith for saying this. I do respect him as an artist and I do appreciate his voice and I do appreciate his creativity on sort of tracks and what he could do with his voice just because he's a Young Thug product and I appreciate those kind of people. But yeah. I just feel like it's too corny. I feel like it's too much. I feel like he's really over the top with his auto tune sometimes. Yeah, really and right. yeah, so that kind of turns me away. And you know how I am I'm a very unique voice person, very distinct voice person. And although low-key does bring that to the table, I just feel as though that there's a lot of other things that kind of turn me away from him now. I was really, like I said, he piqued my interest when he first came on because his voice was new and fresh, but now he's kind of like background noise to me, sort of like I, a banging I, 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 pot on the drum. a I, I feature like is he just
2: drops a couple of songs that I I really like because they're catchy, and then, he does like, have the uh, ability I, to I, have I, a I, great I, hook though. I do yeah, give him that. Uh, I would say yeah, he he can make radio hits for days. Uh, he's been super popular with the TikTok kids. I know he has. Snake. <laughs> Snake, Dude, the
1: next, uh, the key with the K-E-E is Baby Keem. I think he's going to be fire. I think his Orange Soda TikTok song, even though that's already been overplayed God knows how many times, probably 10 million times on TikTok, I can't wait for his next project. Man. Baby Keem's going to be the better of the keys, the K-E-E rappers, in my opinion. I think he's, his voice is so good. And I think he's got a lot of talent, just kind of creating those hooks like he did even on orange soda just memorable music in my opinion from him but low-key sorry, man t grizzly we love you but figure it out you know just try and find a way to get out of your comfort zone a little bit
2: cut the cut the album length in half and focus on like dropping a cohesive yeah, give us like, project with with different sounds on it you know give us like I mean,
1: 14 tracks and yeah. i feel like that's what most hip-hop twitter people think or like most hip-hop podcasters like us think it's like oh we want, a, we want an album that's 12 to 15 songs and they're all quality. Yeah, yeah obviously everybody wants that, but are they going to do it? Are artists really going to go into the studio and be like, oh man, I can't cut this song. This song deserves to be on this album. And yeah. for example, Trippy Pal- red has got 25 songs on his you're next putting, album. Like you're putting in matched.
2: work and you want, you want everyone to hear it, but I just think that there's a packaging issue when you're trying to stuff all of these songs into one palatable project i agree losing, it's you're definitely losing on, you're losing out on, because if people get bored of your sound then like they're not going to check out the next thing you do because they're just going to be like well the, i listened to the last stuff it all sounded the same so yeah. I, why would i expect something different now
1: that's what people i feel like should be afraid of if you're an artist is if your shit sounds the same yeah on an entire project and that's the thing that kind of scared me away if i was an artist like i want to be like if if it were me I'm gonna try and focus on being as versatile as possible, trying to give a lot of different sounds for a lot of different things. Yeah. And when it comes to T Grizzly, he's kind of always been the same. I mean, even from his from the D to the A days with Lil' Yachty, even from that album, from that single, that that I mean that song is still a legendary type track, but it sounds the same as his album now. So can you really speak any testament to his evolution? There.
2: Yeah. It's unfortunate it's, though. He's too skilled. I hope that the next thing that he releases is is, is a little bit more out of his wheelhouse. Me too.
1: T Grizzly, let's go, man. We love you. You're talented. Your pen game's undeniable. But everyone that's listening, please be sure to follow us on Twitter at OffXDXTop, <laughs> and please be sure to listen to us on Spotify and SoundCloud at Off the Top Podcast. We appreciate all of you for listening. And yeah. the next segue—that's the only segue we have—is just plugging us. That's the only way yeah. we can do it.
2: Just in between each topic, we just say our Twitter. We have our, to.
1: Well, I mean, not in between every topic. Don't no, it. don't ever forget it, which is the most important part. But I feel like some people forgot about this. Two Uzi features this week. Two of them. I only knew of one, but you brought my attention to the other well, one.
2: I, I only knew of the other one. So, so we helped each other out here. No, did you hear the Uzi feature this week? And then we're, we're like, talking what? About different songs.
1: Well, I'm happy that he dropped two because they're both good. I, well, Uzi's features are both good on this. It's hard to pick which one's better, right or wrong. Uh, shy glizzy and Low Uzi, and then Count a Million, No Cap, and Low Uzi. Namai, you showed me No Cap. Obviously, you're going to be championing this Uzi feature, but what do you really feel? Tell me, how, tell the listeners how you really feel about this.
2: For me, like when it comes to Uzi, like Uzi works with a lot of like kind of lesser known artists. I would say uh, before I really knew who like Lil Got It and Lil Key were, like. Uzi had done a song with them. And um I mean I'm not really even that familiar with, with Shy Glizzy or No Cap. I mean, I, I know I know I've heard of Shy Glizzy, but he, to me the most memorable thing about Shy Glizzy was that he kind of was the worst part of the the, the Brent Fayez song or Yeah, the Crew. Crew.
1: Yeah, yeah. Gold Link Brent Fayez and Shy Glizzy on Crew. Yeah, She's like all around me. That song was a just- that was a smacker in 2017. Was, wait, was it 2017? I don't know, but I agree with you. Shagglizzy, he's very underwhelming, and I feel like his voice is sort of annoying. Um, his no verse on
2: cap, crew, though? no cap, delivery on this song was like really interesting to me because he kind of um, he did the the way that he flows it was super like inconsistent in a way, which right. like kind of like leads you to listen a little bit harder to what he's saying and just like he has a lot of like passion in his voice similar to like polo g when we're talking exactly. about, it earlier, I, I described him kind of as a as a combo of polo g and future i agree
1: i just feel like his autotune's done really well too i feel like i get yeah, the low yeah, dark yeah. polo g chicago type sound vibe I mean, it's very emotional type track um, the production in it is very airy a lot of nice piano hints with a really loud hi-hat and a nice snare in there as well i feel like that song kind of embodies what Uzi's able to bring to the table more. So I feel like the shy glizzy song right or wrong. Um, it definitely brought more of the hype Uzi, that hype Uzi feature that, you know, fans really love to see, like where he's just kind of rapping about, you know, his money or his cars or, or, or his girls that he's got. Um, but in kind of million, he's talking about, you know, holding it down for his homies, holding it down for his friends. He's talking about really serious things, getting kind of emotional in the track as well. So he's, he's speaking on, uh, very you know apt and depthful uh, topics in count a million and because yeah. it's a very emotional song. Um so if I I'm like gonna it. have to pick between both of these, so I'm gonna have to go with you and I'm gonna have to pick Count a million for sure. But yeah don't give him no credit. Don't 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 let it slide by that Uzi does not pop off on right or wrong because he does. He does. He does. Do think, just skip you know, past shy Glizzy. I
2: can't I can't listen to the song and listen just for it. <laughs> <laughs> I want the other person to be listening. That's the issue I had with uh, with with shells, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Shells is is ridiculous, but then the other verses are not as good. And, and I agree. Yeah, that, I mean that's hard. got it is like he's the best one. So he, he, I feel like he just works with people who aren't as good as him. Do you listen to this? Kind
1: of goes for everybody listening as well, but Namaya specifically. Would you rather listen to your favorite feature in a song? and not get through the artist or have to get through the artist to listen to that feature so i'm saying would you skip to that artist just to listen to him and not even you know even listen to shy glizzy for example would you even Uh, skip it or do i listen
2: to the song
1: yeah like if you had to pick an entire thing
2: listen to the whole actually no i literally was listening to a song featuring Uzi today and i skipped the whole other verse that's what i I did for no cap i would would prefer (laughs) not to have to do that for me, if like there's a sh- there's a shitty part of the song, then the song kind of becomes shitty altogether.
1: Yeah. Well Shy Glizzy is, you know, not the best, but you know.
2: Oh yeah. I mean Shy Glizzy wasn't like
1: terrible, but
2: like He's famous
1: and we're not. He's a rapper and we're not. So like he's obviously doing something right, you know. Yeah, but he's but got Uzi on a track.
2: That's we're different. We don't have
1: we don't have the kind of voice for that. Streets, we right. don't have the kind of voice for that. But um definitely gonna take kind of million. Yeah. Uzi's gonna have to count up so many more racks after this Hopefully his album drops soon I'm always down for another Uzi album You know, yeah. three months after he just dropped two albums And, you know, dipped For everybody to, to listen and watch um, But actually, kind of a surprise single That came out this past weekend was Anderson Pack And his single Lockdown And with this sort of track It's a very groovy type song The production is very nice And I use that term very loosely When I say nice, just because when it hits, it hits. And it's very Anderson-packed, jazz-influenced, jazz uh, real natural drums, um, very good-sounding, very flowy guitar melodies. And in all of this, a nice electric piano in there as well. And Anderson's voice is superb on this. I think he sounds very good on the hook. It's a very memorable tong- song to me. I feel like I've replayed this song a lot this past weekend because I keep going back to it because it's that good. And the subject matter is also kind of embodying everything that's been going on in the past couple weeks with yeah. you know coronavirus, Life Lives Matter movement, and everything revolving around these issues. And to me, Anderson's putting in his two cents, and he's kind of like, oh, the COVID's still going around with all this? Is there more important things to worry about? And yeah, Anderson kind of brings light to all that. Even the album cover shows all those names afflicted by police brutality among those Maude yeah. Aubrey, Breonna Taylor, etc. Obviously, there's, you know, I think there's 30 names on this list. Um, But he brings a lot to the table, especially awareness to the Black Lives Matter issue. But let me get your thoughts on this in my I I feel like this song kind of was one of those songs that's going to stick with me for a little bit. And it's definitely going to have replay value for me because, you know, I'm a big Anderson Pack fan. And I feel like I always have been just because that Mac Miller Anderson Pack duo is undeniable. And I always will cherish that forever. Um, But what do you think about this track?
2: I've been a big Anderson Pack fan for a while. I think that the his delivery is, like, really palatable to, like, people who are um, maybe not as big of fans of rap, but they still – they like that groovy sound, you know, that he kind of brings to the table. I love that um, sound. Yeah, exactly. I Like, I just always know that Anderson Pack is going to drop some, like, some funky music, and it's going to make me feel good. Um, and I think that – see, like, I think that a lot of the – the music coming out recently that's been very like uh, politically charged. Um, it, it's hard to make a politically charged song that is also like easy on the ears and also like, and you know, all these things need to work together, right? It needs to be a good song right? because you want people to listen to it. But the lyrics also need to be meaningful uh, if you're trying to get a message across. Right, I feel like Anderson Pack has done a really good job of that, um, and he didn't really have anything to say that distracted from the issues.
1: No, nope. that- I feel like he he definitely like put a lot of bullet points uh, where kind of their misconstruction was. Um, definitely, like he put a very good narrative together, kind of explaining what how he feels about everything going on. I mean, the hook is you should have been downtown, which is you know obviously symbolism for you should have been at the protests. You should be with us. You should be fighting for this. And yeah. kind of bringing awareness to that issue, like you said, um, he does it in a really good way. I feel like it's very memorable, and it's a track that, like I said, I'm going to keep going back to, and I hope others do as well. And if you haven't listened to this, please listen. I mean, this song is great. I think it's just one of those songs that kind of gets, you know, it, it could get lost in the jumble of all the politically charged things and the charged tracks that we've seen over the past couple of weeks. Um, but I think the biggest thing to kind of focus on, which kind of brings us towards uh, the end nearing the light at the end of the title of this is the uh j cole no name singles now yeah. namai before we get into this i want to make sure that everyone knows that please be sure to follow us at off XDX Top on twitter <laughs> i have to it's important <laughs> I, it's important please be sure to follow us at offx top on twitter and please be sure to follow us and listen on spotify and soundcloud at off the top podcast and my They're already listening.
2: They're gone this far
1: they know They've they already know heard
2: you plug us twice how many
1: times is too much is two or three i feel like three's a good three's
2: a good maybe just once every five minutes just because you know <laughs> we have low attention span. <laughs> <laughs> I hate your ass
1: right now <laughs> J. Cole and No Name um, obviously this beef is probably one of the more notable ones over the weekend uh, No Name kind of starting this uh, the situation on May 29th basically calling out Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole for not using their platforms to bring light and awareness to the Black Lives Matter issues um, basically saying that you know your whole discographies are about black plight and you're nowhere to be found and then literally a day later after that tweet, J. Cole was spotted in North Carolina at the protests, kind of, you know, using his right to protest and being there for the people. And mm-hmm. basically just shunning that out. I mean, basically showing people that you don't really need to use social media and Twitter to kind of convey your thoughts, in my opinion. Uh, he was there. And then, obviously, Snow on the Bluff, June 16th, that last weekend, actually last Tuesday, I'm pretty sure, and then No Name right after... I think a day, no, two days after song 33 drops, where it's yeah. her response to J. Cole. So, why don't we break down these singles and let's get into kind of how we, you know, digested all of this. So, yeah. what do you think about Snow on the Bluff? I, I thought it was a really good track, but I'll kind of let you open things up here.
2: Yeah, no, um, I love, I, I really like the, the song. You know, it's, it gets kind of like, um, if he, uh, because, you know, I, I agree with a lot of with 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 some of what J. Cole says on that track, and I disagree with what, some of what he says on that track. Right. So, um, right off the bat, right, it's kind of it gets kind of um, weird to listen to that song because when he says something I don't dis- that I disagree with, I'm like, dang, why you got to rap this so well? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Why you got to use your your lyrical talent to, to say this? My initial thoughts on it. Um, kind of where my main my main pro of the, of the song is, I feel like he was really trying to. He wasn't like when we say beef between No Name and J Cole. I feel like we're using the it term. It wasn't to- even a beef. It's very loose. Exactly, just kind of put them yeah. together. And exactly, yeah. But um, not he, he was trying to open up a discussion. Like he wants to work with her. So yeah. I think that was cool. But I think that his his reasoning. As to why he hasn't done more for the movement, um, at least in, in in No Name's eyes, right, uh, yep. is that um, he's not he's not well educated enough. Um, the the reason I kind of have an issue with that is is I feel like someone at J, at J. Cole's status, um, someone who has that many resources and connections it becomes a really weird double standard to expect the average person to be educated when someone with that much resource, uh, that many resources isn't, you know? Uh, right. And if, if I, if all I have to do to discount myself from the movement is make a song, <laughs> about how I'm ignorant, then, you know, it kind of defeats the purpose of being passionate about, about the subject. Right. Exactly. So, um, that, that's why like, it all really matters on how he follows through with this track. Uh, after after this track sorry um if he starts like putting in work and and showing showing that he's gonna like have actions to follow up his words then it's mm-hmm. one thing but if he's just using this as an excuse to to take a take the sidelines after all these years of, of championing the same movement um then it's it's it isn't right to me. I, exactly and i agree with you i think jay cole is kind of in like a
1: very unique stage right now in his career and a very unique state in his life after all this kind of, after all this dust has settled, if you will. And um, when we talk about this sort of thing, I think as though it's important to think about when J. Cole released this, that one line where he says he's not educated enough, while his whole discography is based on his personal experience, you know, being treated, you know, as a black man in America, which obviously that black plate stems from a lot of different types of artists. Kendrick Jay-Z and Kanye uh, probably one of the more prominent of artists to kind of speak on these issues throughout their discographies and you know the way I see it I'd rather see Jay Cole take action the way that he did um, the song to me mirrored what he was trying to do he basically saying that he felt overlooked by smarter people and he's basically saying that no name is smarter than him on these issues and at the end of the day he's an artist to me he's saying in this song that you shouldn't be listening to your favorite artists uh to put you know forth some political outreach you know to put um some sort of leadership value in being you know political with these sort of issues and i don't think that he feels that it's place that is that it's his place uh to be that leader for people especially as you're an artist because i mean your main goal is music and like i said i'd rather see artists active in the community i'd rather see artists actually in protests like j cole and kendrick they were spotted there they, they have photos at at these protests you know i'd rather see people like kanye hire lawyers for the families of those affected and you know pushing funds to better communities in their areas and you know not trying to be some type of way for people on twitter so they're on their good side i, I feel like actual action speaks louder than words to me and i don't think j cole you know owes anybody anything anymore i feel like his influence stems from what he's created over his entire career and with artists like Kendrick and J. Cole, with people who are so further away than, you know, No Name and any other artist speaking on this issue. And, and regardless, obviously, every, every voice matters in this. Every artist matters um, in speaking about their experience with this. But I feel like Cole and Kendrick are in such a different realm when their entire discography is based on it. I feel like there's nothing left to say if you're either of these artists, especially if
2: it's just a quick tweet. I don't think that means anything. I see where you're coming from. I just, like, it's a weird double standard to me that J. Cole is saying, I'm an artist. You know, I'm an artist. I only know, like, so much. And yeah. so I can only take so much action. And then to, to turn around and, like, uh, con- albeit, like, constructively, but still, like, it is criticism of how No Name has used her platform to address these issues. So if right. he's not entitled or if he's not um, obligated to do it, yeah. In any specific way, then she isn't either. So, yeah.
1: And that just kind of comes down to the type of person that you are. I just feel like no name is more politically charged and wanting to use our platform in that sort of way to bring awareness to this. J. Cole even said on the track that she's more educated than him on these matters because she's been reading and writing and tweeting and making a, and bringing awareness to this on her feed. Whereas J. Cole hasn't really been heard or seen until, you know, the protests in North Carolina, which he attended a couple weeks back. And yeah. I feel like within this sort of, I guess, demographic, I would assume, with these artists putting out this type of music, the influence on J. Cole and Kendrick, I mean, their music is suffisable to this. And I feel like it's reflective in all their music. The yeah. message that they, that people want them to push in a tweet, it's, it's in their music, and they've been saying it all along. So I just don't see the need to you know appease an audience and appease the people when you're out in the community and you're protesting and you're doing what you believe in, but you're getting hate for it because you're not tweeting about it. Or you're not being held to a certain standard because you're you. And No Name is great for that just because she's holding those artists accountable. I think accountability is really one of the most important things within this sort of dynamic that both J. Cole and No Name have had this past weekend. But at the same time, logically, I feel as though that I would rather see him out actually protesting and hearing what he said throughout his entire career, along with Kendrick. He's already brought enough awareness and people know, I mean, all right was like Kendrick Lamar's all right, obviously was the anthem for when Trayvon Martin happened for when that situation occurred a couple of years back and their impact is their music. It's not, you know, it's not what they say on Twitter. It's their actions, their message in their music that I feel matter most to everybody. And you can kind of, like you said, it's a double-edged sword. I feel like if you're as prominent Gosh, as these type of artists, should you be held accountable? A lot
2: of 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 of
1: like correct points on either side. Yeah, um, and the most important thing problems. to take away from this though is that they're on the same side.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I
1: feel like that's why this whole situation is kind of whack in a way. I feel like exactly. both of them are right, but both of them are wrong at the same time. So it's really hard to I'm pick
2: just away from the cause. Realistically speaking. Exactly.
1: And that's why no name or no name. Sorry, I did it. <laughs> Keep in yeah, mind I for the really listeners. Happen. It would happen. So quick, quick sidebar. Um, I've been pronouncing no name, no name. Just how I have EIP for LP uh, for the past, maybe two years now, since I've known her. Sorry, no name. I will get it right from now on moving on. The one thing that I do want to bring up for no name, her song 33, she has one really good point in there. And the one thing that she said was about Cole wasting time writing a cipher about her instead of actually using that time to push awareness to the movement and kind of shedding the light on her instead of actually shedding the light on what's most important. And then she threw out the song. And even on that, you know, Snow in the Bluff, Cole says, deep down, I know I'm clearly not doing enough. And No Name calls him out for that. Like you said, she's holding him accountable. And I feel like if you're an artist to an artist, that should happen in this sort of way. But going off of that, J. Cole and No Name, they're not really right or wrong. They're kind of, like I said, the dust is settled. And with the final tweet that No Name put out, she said basically her ego got in the way, but shoots J. Cole's ego in the song that she put out it kind of just contradicts everything at the same time. So no one's really right. And my final thought is, is this, this whole thing was whack. I think J Cole did the more mature thing in pushing actual awareness to her because she's the one who's very politically charged. Um, But they're both not wrong. They're both not right. You know, I think the dust has settled and it's important to take away from that too. Yes, no name as far as far as tracks, No Name had the better beat, in my opinion.
2: No name, had No Name's is... beat for sure.
1: I yeah. feel like better cipher wise, though. I think J Cole took that. What's if we're like, gonna J. go,
2: because J. Cole, J Cole's J Cole singing on the end of that song was really good. I yeah, haven't heard so him use that kind of intonation before. I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that that's been like a staple sound of his. I've like, never heard like him sing like that singing. either. Um, and I really enjoyed hearing that. Like I said, honestly, it's nice to see that both artists are kind of, uh, evaluating themselves and each other. Um, I just think that it's more important how we move forward than what they've said so far, because both of them have said contradicting statements and statements about each other, whatever, whatever. I would love for this to culminate in a, them doing a song together about how they can further the movement, um, mm. like uni, united, rather than than dividing, the, right. the, Dividing the troops on, that are on the same side.
1: Exactly. And I feel like that's where it gets a little bit misconstrued. I feel like people are kind of actually were kind of forced to pick sides when in reality they're both on the same side. And yeah. just hearing their opinions on it, I think it's the most important thing to take away. When you look at both of these artists and what they've put out this past week, um, but here's hoping that they actually do drop together. Um, J. Cole has repeatedly said that No Name was one of the smartest people he's met, and obviously that's a parrot um, going off of "Snow on the Bluff" and what he's wrote. And going back to "Snow on the Bluff" real quick, I feel like it was one of those songs that J. Cole just kind of had to get off his chest. I mean, the album cover has typos in it. He looks like he wrote it in his iPhone messages notes. And he seemed frustrated. He seemed like he was, you know, withered down and sort of kind of questioning everything and, you know, realizing that, you know, maybe I'm not supposed to be the sort of person that everybody wants me to be. I'm just going to be me. And he's not wrong for that.
2: I think I've noticed, uh, I've noticed something with, with J. Cole is that um, his more um, emotional songs are the songs where he's talking about uh, very heavy subject matter, especially the last couple of years um very introspective you, you can tell that he he writes these songs very quickly and very like he's like in an impassioned state when he writes it i feel like mm-hmm. for certain artists if you want to make a, a certain kind of song like you have to make it then and there yeah. um like like a prime example of the other than snow on the bluff is uh sacrifices uh, yeah. the last the last okay. song on revenge of the dreamers um he's like rapping about like how he's like so proud to have his family and, and and proud to be a father. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that in this case, like he, he, he felt almost in a way, uh, defensive, um, overwhelmed and defensive, I'd say. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. I mean, if I was him, I would be overwhelmed too. If the entire world was looking at me to be a voice on what's Mm -hmm. going on right now. And, um, i still think that there's the potential for him to take take that opportunity like um i'm not i don't think that he has any responsibility to but i think that right. he could definitely like the j cole that we've gotten in, in the last two years has been a collaborative fiend <laughs> he, yeah for real working with people you know i think that's he good i mean we're happy to, to see that.
1: that
2: yeah use that to your advantage man like get all these people together and, and really, really start making a change and making a no-name on a track. Impact people, yeah. Sign exactly. her Greenville.
1: Dreamville. For real. That'd be the biggest statement of all time. I think in the next coming weeks, maybe days, you never, you never know, because hip-hop, like you said, even at the beginning of this podcast, so many people drop at random times, so we never really know what we're going to get every week. J. Cole, he's in, like I said, he's in a really unique state And I'm hoping along with you that he takes this action forward in doing something that's impactful to his audience as well as people that don't really, you know, are impacted by him in a sense or not fans of his. Um, I feel like he's one of the more prominent rap voices um, when it comes to these sort of issues. Um, I mean, for your eyes only that single off the title track on the album was eight, eight minutes and 30 seconds long. And it's about his personal experience discussing black plight his life pretty much everything you could think of in an eight minute song discussing your life with your kids your experiences i feel like you have said all you could say you've brought awareness to that and i feel like even moving forward with it like i said collaborativeness is probably the biggest thing for him to focus on and going off of what you said too yeah for everyone too and kind of you know hopping on your back with it i hope he does You know, I think, I think he's able to do it. And I think he's able to do it positively. um, Hoping that he finds the right people to do it with.
2: The most incorrect thing that J Cole has said in all of this is that he doesn't have the resources to be well-educated. Yeah. And I think that's a poor excuse too.
1: (laughs) That's the only thing that I took away from it where I was like, really J Cole? Like, I don't, I don't think that's it. I mean, we're college educated and we can speak on the issues, but he can't,
0: but
2: I mean, there's a lot more. There's a lot more weight there when he says. Yeah, it exactly. There's definitely Excellent a lot weight. more weight there. Podcasters. Oh, we probably have the most weight. <laughs> we probably weigh <laughs> more than Jake, Cole, if anything. That being said, follow Twitter at OffXBXTOP. Do you want to close it out here? <laughs> <SoundCloud>. <laughs> off the top. <laughs> That's
1: it for us this week, you guys. Please be sure to follow us at OffXDXTOP, and please be sure to listen to us on SoundCloud and Spotify at Off the Top Podcast. This has been Oxthetic, a.k.a. John Barless and Namai Kumar, signing off for another week, and we will see you guys next week for OTT. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it.
0: Bye, guys express i don't settle for less i'm a slap box of burden then tear down the nest i'm a champion try and put me to the test i'm up all day and night and i don't need no rest keep making this music cause my music slap give me some money i will not pay back no adhd but i can't stay on track 24 7 all i do is fast all the ladies want me cause i look like a snack send me a nude i will not send one back i'm a flirt baby girl please do not get attached i don't got time for love i just want me a